I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. It's his weekend. How is it? Yeah. I didn't notice the difference. No. <laughs> yeah, I've started drinking again. <laughs> I've already had a bottle of sherry this morning. And might I say, I could have danced all night. Wasn't, um, there, a, wasn't there a whole decade dedicated to the 80s? Uh, I don't know like if it was a 80s. whole decade. <laughs> was it not? No, I think... Um, <laughs> Let's skip a couple. I think 88 and 89, actually, um, they sort of merged with the 90s. Six months each. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Oh, right. You've got to give people a bit of a ramp when they're coming out of a decade. You don't want that sudden, whoa, God, and you're in a different decade. You, get, so you know when, you, when you're falling asleep and you, and you feel, what do they call that, a hypnic jerk? Oh, I hate that, like on the tube when you see someone keep waking up. Yeah, well, the mm. theory is that um, beca- your body becomes so relaxed, your muscles, that you're not, you know, normally when you sit, you support yourself. Yeah. Uh, or lying. Where you, some, um, because your body's not supporting itself in any way, it thinks it's falling through the air. So it oh. responds in a bit of a... Ooh. So one imagines if you jumped off the top of a large skyscraper, at some point you go, ooh, <laughs> like that might possibly break your fall in some way. I doubt that it would. If anyone's listening, don't try, etc. Um, didn't you know... Uh, did you see... Mm. I don't mean did you see with Ludwig Kennedy, if you think this is going to be a, a list of shows from the Ludo, a friend of my father's, anyway. Was it really? Yeah, my dad knew him. Marvellous. Um... Did you see the Boy George bio programme? If it's a TV programme, it's not a biopic then, it's a bio Oh, yeah, bio show. Um, I did see that, and it was one of the best things I've ever seen. I loved it. No, you don't mean that, do you? I do. Why didn't you? Did you see it? I saw it. Why would I bring it up? (laughs) Just just because I wanted to know what it was like. (laughs) I thought it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. You're joking. Wow. Yeah, I mean, oh it was... Oh, my God, what's wrong with you? Why, how could you not like it? It was like um, backstage at Stars in Their Eyes. It, it's one of these <laughs> things, if, if it's people dressed up, to, no need to act, as long as the makeup's right. It was basically the story of Boy George and, mm. and um, all that. So, so there's a bit where the camera pans around the club. It was and called like, Worried About the Boy, wasn't it? Is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, D- like Duran Duran were in a corner mm. chatting... I like the idea that they always hung around as a group. <laughs> and they're captioned as Duran Duran. I mean, obviously, that's yeah. putting enough. They don't walk around with a large... No. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they did. Well, that was and helpful for me, because I didn't know who anyone was. Oh, did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Okay. How dare you say that on Absolute <laughs> 80s Weekend, <laughs> when we're not acknowledging the last 30 years. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, this is a good topic for Absolute 80s Weekend. What a company man I've become in <laughs> recent times. Yeah, there was. Um, I think it's had that thing where, because we're in the know, mm. you know, because George is in, is you know, somebody's playing George, somebody quite handsome. I thought. a Burberry yes. model. That's a handsome. He's a Burberry model. Is he really? Mm. Well, anyway, um, he uh, he would be uh, knocking around, and uh, but you think, well, obviously this is going to become by George, <laughs> and then and so people say to him stuff like. You write a song, <laughs> and I hate that kind of thing. Somebody said, "Cut, yeah." The day George forms a band, I'll etc. etc. And you think you can't just keep doing that. Yeah. My favourite bit was when he was at school. So it's just boy George in a school uniform. Yeah, and the guy says, "So what? What? What are you interested in?" And he goes, "Makeup." 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, There's no career in makeup, boy. So did you? Did you like? It? You've been non-committal. I thought it was all right. I didn't know who everyone was. Oh, we represent the entire spectrum, don't we? I loved <laughs> it. You loathed it. You don't really care. <laughs> That's brilliant. Can I mount a defence? Well, please. Go on then. No, I think it was actually. I thought it was very moving. I thought it was really well directed. I loved the guy who played Boy George. Mm. But I've worked out why you don't like it, Frank. Why? Now I'm not being rude. Uh-oh, but <laughs> let me hold on to my armrests. No, but I just I don't think it's your culture. I think it was like London <laughs> subculture in the eighties. And, and like if it was a documentary about whippets in Birmingham in the seventies, <laughs> I think I wouldn't have understood that either. I wouldn't have liked it. Well I'm a little I'm, I have broader horizons <laughs> than that, let me say. I mean, you know. It's not, not I just think for a start off saying George writes a song he's not quite <laughs> as striking an odd thing nowadays because if somebody yeah. said to me boy George has written a new song has he? <laughs> what? that bloke looks like Uncle Fester from the Adams family <laughs> I remember I showed a clip I, had the, I interviewed the fat boy Slim and there was a boy George at the time was DJing yeah. and we had a shot of him DJing uh, in this club and when he came back fat boy Slim said to me he looked like he's washing off, <laughs> which always really made me laugh. <laughs> anyway, if you want to text us about anything today, including by George, it is Absolute 80s Weekend. Absolute 80s Weekend. <laughs> Sorry, the jingles haven't turned up this morning. You've got to, you've got to think on your feet in this job. Um, <laughs> Why is it all Gregorian monk chart, the Absolute 80s Weekend? <laughs> yeah, we've got rid of Matt Berry. I think yeah. he, goes on. he goes on with his droning deep voice. And we've gone, we've gone Gregorian. Absolute Radio. There you go. That was uh, Just Can't Get Enough by Ronan Keating. Oh, no, sorry, by Depeche Mode. <laughs> I don't think Ronan Cheating. That. Yes, Ronan Cheating. Oh, it was worth philandering, wasn't it, just to get that pun in. If I had a name that rhymed with cheating, I'd be doing it all the time. He also got called a text maniac. <laughs> See, that, that, the trouble is that, that can be a pun. be anyone. Couldn't they have done something with Ronan? You'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> Ronan, Ronan. Perhaps that's. Uh, shall we have that as a, anyone? Ronan, anyone Ronan. at home has got any good ideas? I like twelve fifteen. They could have used the word Ronan to, as the headline for this story. I like the picture of the woman he allegedly cheated with. Because next, at the, it's still her- allegedly. We're still at the allegedly stage. In All this. I always well, worry. Then I better walk tentatively. <laughs> Do go on. There's a picture of her, and it says next to her picture where she's holding two champagne glasses, not one but two. It says bubbly. Pal say she laps up party lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, well, that's her summed up, isn't it? <laughs> we now know the kind of person he is. I, I, I don't know. It's The odd thing, I find, is mm. that she looks very much like his wife. And surely the whole thing about an affair is the pursuit of la différence. Mm, you know, you're I looking see. for something. He should have been the with Ross Lee. Rusty Lee. Well, he's got this skinny blonde wife. You want to, you know, you want to, you want to go to the other end of the spectrum. Surely, you don't want to go to another skinny blonde girlfriend. Is he just that he can't be bothered to change the character on his Wii? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we've had a couple of suggestions in for Roving Keating. Mitch and Croydon has suggested. Roving Keating, Mitch, you've you've hit it right on the head. Fabulous. Uh, Roman Ronan has also been sent in. Roman Ronan. Yeah. I like that, because it felt like it was going to be Roman Road. Yeah, exactly. I had it in my mind, an image of a long, straight <laughs> thoroughfare ahead of me, and then at the last minute, turned into an act of rudeness. Exactly. Um, Stuart from Nottingham has said Ronan Love Rat. Which was... Yeah, it's a bit like Roland Rat. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but you don't want to have to explain the joke. Don't tell me that Gareth hasn't got his ponning hat on. Of all things. I'd, I'd have thought that was a very Garethian remark. <laughs> I say it was Garethian. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I must say that um, y- you are glowing today, Emily. Oh, I, why, thank I'm you. I'm not a man to throw away um, compliments, but that you, you are. You're as brown as a... I've got a little as tan. As a berry. I worked hard to get this tan. I crawled a hill of broken glass to get this tan. I was literally... I was just... The minute I got to... I've been in Mauritius, everyone... Thank uh-huh. you. Yes, I'm back. And the minute I got there, I was just straight on the beach. Didn't move. Loved it. I think I know um, sand is made from the same thing as glass, but I don't think you can describe a sand dune <laughs> as a hill of glass. <laughs> I must say the and whole beach holiday thing would be a lot less popular if the beaches <laughs> were just broken glass. Do you want to hear about my holiday? Uh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm slightly reluctant to tell you, having said that. Oh, can what? I be honest? Because it was so, it was a level of luxury, and I'm. It was so luxurious that I think you'll judge me, and I think you might tease me for how luxurious it was. Do you promise not to? Well, like but, better than Butlins. Is it be- I bet better you've never Butlins? been to Butlins. Am I right? Yeah, I've been to Butlins. Have you? I bet you worked there. <laughs> yeah, doing the drain. <laughs> no, I meant doing stand-up, maybe. Oh, okay. Okay. So I thought he might have gone there just looking over the wall in, a, in some sort of strange hat. That's how I was picturing the scene. Doesn't everyone do stuff there? That's what Lee Mack did stuff there. Didn't you do that, Frank? No, I didn't. I oh, know I didn't start from Botlin. Okay. I just I just emerged fully formed. Oh. Um. So Mauritius. <laughs> yes. Mm. So I had a butler. You had a butler. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Did you resist the temptation when he made the very first tidy error to go, I hate you, butler? <laughs> because that, for me, would be the only point in having a butler. Once I'd got that out of the way, I'd be, I'd be happy to just dismiss him. He was so nice to me. He polished my sunglasses when I was on the beach. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. What you were wearing them? No. He would just... just hold them down. <laughs> he came over squeegee. to me a few times during the day... He would, just to make sure, if every time they needed polishing. Did he ask, or would he take them off and... He'd just hold his hand out, <laughs> and I'd hand them over. <laughs> well, that's good, I suppose. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. Just So every time you needed anything, you'd just ring him. He attended to all my needs. Well, I'm liking the sound of yeah. that. Yeah. And I learned... I also met a French chef called Stéphane, who was lovely. He taught me how to open a champagne bottle with a sword. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I wondered why you were carrying a sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going out for a drink after. <laughs> yeah, you see, if you if you were stopped in the street with a sword and said, sorry, I'm just office, I'm just going for a champagne <laughs> breakfast, I doubt you'd be allowed to proceed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I imagine you come under it and lift the cork. Well, that's with, exactly with it. And Stefan stands behind you like a... Yes, ten- I've, I've heard that. <laughs> but he does. Not in our house, he doesn't. He'd, if I've got a sword, <laughs> he can keep his distance. Or should I say his distance? <laughs> it's like a tennis coach helping you practice your swing. That's yeah, I what imagine he does. it is. Yeah, there, but that's it's, it's, he says you have to do it like a tennis move, like follow through. So you and it was brilliant. It's a good skill to have. I've got I a can, certificate. I can do a very similar thing with a meerkat. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to do it with that one on the telly. I'll tell you that. But of course, that's animated. It would have none of the gore. Yeah. <laughs> So, was it, did you have a good time? I loved it. See, I, I, I'm no good on those holidays when you just lie on the beach. Oh. No, I don't. Well, I can't swim. It's too, it's too close to my normal life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no, I live well in you Bournemouth. do live in Bournemouth, yeah. exactly. I, um, I, uh, 
I'm just going to say, I, uh, lots and lots of different ways. What do you think? I, uh, I, uh... Oh. But it's worth... Your love and lifting me higher. <laughs> um... You where, know, where? I can't swim, I can't swim, so I sit on the beach oh, really? watching Aww. people enjoying themselves, walking mm. back up with their feet a little bit raw because they've been in the water, you know, on the stones, mm. and uh, everyone's all wet and lovely and they're putting on snorkels. Small children are swimming and I'm frightened as the, as, the, as the tide comes in, I move steadily backwards up the beach so I'm no more than 20 oh, feet. What a fool I feel. Don't get me wrong, I wouldn't go in the sea, I just lie on the beach. Oh, well, that's Did not you not go in the sea at all? No, it's, it's, I don't like fish. It's their manner. I'm not going in there. <laughs> Quite right. Absolute radio. Too much too young. By the oh, my goodness. <laughs> Group of people have suddenly gone past in high spirits. Mark Watson, by the way, is our guest today. Oh, excellent. Yeah, he's very good. Hmm. excited about that. Not that I'm not excited. No, some because I'm not excited about them. No. I'm not prepared to identify when that's the case. Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to name and shame right here, right now. I don't think you should. Just okay. hold up signs <laughs> and I'll uh, I'll say yay or nay. I don't know why I'll say that. Is there an 18th century <laughs> jockey coming into the room? <laughs> anyway, um, oh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Saturday morning! Oh, now I feel like we're off. Off and running. Um... I tell you what story I like this week. I like the man who uh, the uh, the jigsaw man. Oh yeah, who spent what is it t- twenty years doing a two million piece jigsaw? <laughs> no, seven so. years doing a five thousand piece jigsaw. But mm. as you were, yeah, and and then he, there was a piece missing. Oh, that's so oh. annoying. It's like marriage, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a piece missing. Well, you know, you think you spend all those years putting together this elaborate puzzle, thinking eventually it'll be finished and perfect, and mm. then it never quite... There's always a hole, a jagged hole. So, um... <laughs> I loved a jigsaw, though, when I was a kid. I had a 242-piecer. It was of Henry VIII. Was it? Mm, the uh, Holbein portrait. I loved it. Oh, the Holbein. Mm. One of my favourites. Mm. I mean, some people say Holbein was... Slightly two-dimensional in his thing, but I, I'm all right with that. It's stylized. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, some of his Erasmus portraits <laughs> are absolutely top of the pile. Yeah. Is that I, our texting Fave Holbein portraits? I think that would be a, the best texting that had ever been. <laughs> I, actually, I think Neil Francis did it about eight months <laughs> just before he left. Um, oh no, no, I don't think that was Holbein. Actually, I think that might have been Bruegel. Oh, okay, yeah. Anyway, um, I. Uh, I had this thing I used to play when I was a kid. I didn't really do jigsaws. We played uh, brick and stick. What? Brick and stick was you put a, a stick on the gutter. So oh, that's just, a nice so, game. So it leans <laughs> at an angle. Oh. And then you put a brick on the bottom. Then you stamp on the other end of the stick and the brick flies high, high into the air. I haven't seen that in Toys R Us, that game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you could do it health and safety-wise, because I did it, and I was so fascinated by the stone that I was stood staring over it and didn't stand back, and I've jettisoned oh, no. it straight into my mouth. <gasps> and you see I've got two chipped teeth at the front there. Is that from Brick and Stick? That's from Brick and, <laughs> the brick and Stick injury. I had no idea. Yeah, they've never grown back. You'd <laughs> think that, that teeth would, you know, they'd sort mm. themselves out. They don't. Because you were transfixed by the brick... I was transfixed by the brick, yeah. Mm. We played um, weddings and we played brothels. I, wow. I, I'll just, just a minute. <laughs> no, when I say brothels is with dolls, obviously. Let me, let me just, that's a bit like Roman Keaton, is that? Let me just have a look in there. You can't say that. Let me have a look in the <laughs> absolute <laughs> manual. Bra- Brie, bras. <laughs> bras. <laughs> Brian Adams. <laughs> that country. Don't mention Brian Brasola. Breast warts. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no, brothels! Yeah, brothels are seven times were allowed. We oh, must have okay. done five. Okay. Wow, exactly. Yeah, let's call it cat house. So, do you want to know about weddings or brothels? 
Ooh. I'll tell you weddings first, and yeah. then you can come to brothels think, if you I earn think, it. I think that's the normal order of things, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you... Well, you well we s- played weddings. That was with us. That was actually... That wasn't with dolls. That Who was were with, the us? You and your... Me and my sister okay. and the neighbour's children. And... But because my parents were atheists, we didn't have any Bibles in the house. So mm. we had to cover a Mr Men book with foil. What happened when you got a ganglion? <laughs> <laughs> I know what that's a reference yeah. to. Yeah, there's a certain cyst that one gets that you had to hit with a Bible yeah. to get rid of it. Oh, well. Anyway, so... So, yeah. um, so we covered a Mr. Men book with foil. That and was the prayer book. That's the same thing. Yeah. Is it? And then I wore a nightie and a towel on my head, and I married Kenichi, the son of the Japanese businessman. <laughs> was he a real character, or... Yeah, he was a real person. No, he was a real person. Oh, well, he sounded like he should be in Hong Kong food. <laughs> <laughs> you married Kenichi? Yeah. And then it all went wrong, because he squirted me with a water pistol. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And that was the end of that. <laughs> yes. It was even a domestic violence theme. Yeah. Such was the realism of your game playing. Exactly. And the, and the second stage. So, what, brothels? Oh, no. That's it now. <laughs> no more brothels. Let, oh, will you stop saying oh, it? Sorry. <laughs> Um, that was just with our dolls. Actually, Chris Eubank told me that it was where the headquarters of the European Union was held. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Thank you very Excellent much. Excellent. I'm always working. I look like I'm sitting here relaxed, but I'm always working. Inside me, there are little men going through a filing cabinet. It's like there's no tomorrow. And at my age, there might not be. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, no, it's not the, it's the end. Um, you just, I just got a big sign next to me that said, move on. And I just thought that really? was... Really? Yeah. yeah. Is that oh, no, it's a van by the window. It's gone now. <laughs> oh, it's, it's Gordon Brown stuff leaving Downing Street. Um, now do you want got, to know about brothels? I do want to know, yeah, but, I, you know, I have to play music as well. That's okay. part of the role. But I'm going to... Uh, I'm, but we can't say it again. We'll have to get a new word for it. What's, what's okay. other words for it? Um, a bordillo. Mm. I like... I'm liking that. Mm. That's what yeah, that means, bordillo. isn't it? yeah. You, look, yeah, you said it and then lost. <laughs> a bordello, isn't it? Rather than bordello. Bordella, bordella. Oh, let's call the whole thing broth. <laughs> See, I had to change. I had to slightly lose a syllable on that, which wasn't as good, I'll be straight with you. No one ever calls it a broth, for short, do they? <laughs> Unless you've got, like, um, a load of cooks in it, I suppose. Too many... Sp- See, that's what we need. That's <gasps> the scandal we need. A load of TV chefs mm. in a whorehouse. Yeah. <laughs> Too many cooks spoil the broth. Oh, it's worth... Why don't they do it just for that? These people, they have no sort of pond sensitivity. That's the morning! Um, childhood games. Uh, we'd like you to um, text in your um, unusual childhood games. Mm. You had an odd one, didn't you? My one, I, my favourite oh, one 12, was... 15, sorry. Mm. On 8, 12, 15. Um, the chocolate game. You know the chocolate game oh, that, that you one. play at parties? Well, you ate it. No. No, what you do is you throw a dice. So you all sit in a circle, you throw a dice, and if you roll a six, it's your turn. Can I just stop you? Mm. I, why have I got strangely anxious about this <laughs> anecdote? I just, I'm watching <laughs> Gareth. Gareth's getting excited into the story, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking for pitfalls of all kinds. <laughs> I should be more confident. Go on, Gareth. You've thrown the dice, first yeah. one gets a six. Yeah. If you get a six, you have to put on a hat, a scarf, and a pair of gloves, and then you get a knife and fork, and you have, there's a chocolate bar, and until someone rolls another six, you have as much time as... You, well, you have to try and eat as much chocolate as you can. Open the chocolate wrapper with the knife and fork. What the hell is this? It's a game, the chocolate I've never game. heard of it. Have you not heard of it? Was it just in your house? No, I went to parties. 
I didn't like it because it all got it all got a bit desperate and frantic. You went to parties. Whatever happened to that pastime? <laughs> like you know, birthday parties when you were a kid. Well, yeah. You know, in those days, you can't just invite people you you want. Your mum says, "Oh yeah, invite Gareth." Yeah, no one ever invites him. Oh no, I never. I don't remember going to any parties at all as a child. I don't think. I think with the blackout, we couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> We couldn't enjoy it. Really. Didn't you have brick and stick parties? <laughs> <laughs> they were great, though. It was very much an outdoor event, though. And I, I don't know if we had summer. Well, you weren't allowed after you got transfixed fixed by the brick. That's why they didn't invite you yeah. to stick and brick parties. Yeah, I, perhaps you, I wasn't part. I never remember going to a child's birthday party. Ever. Well, there's still time. Yeah, if I, if I get into balloon modelling, it's a, <laughs> a pastime. I remember one game I hated was... The, I, tell you, I feel bad about this, but I'm going to tell you. I used to hang around with these kids who used to capture frogs and then torture them. Oh. And I didn't do it, but I pretended I was all right with it. I used to go home and I used to cry. I used to oh, properly fine. cry. Oh. About, it's a bit like when, when Emily does a joke about working class people and I join in. <laughs> I go home and I sob in my own home. I also... My, me and my... Uh, cousin Dave he had uh, I had a Batman outfit which my mum made like grey school jumper yeah and then she put the, the bat crest on it and stuff and she oh made that's them. so sweet did she sew it on yeah and I had black wellingtons blue jeans oh black wellingtons <laughs> Batman doesn't wear black wellingtons well he, he did in our house and oh. then, and then um, my uh, my nephew had like you know a yellow t-shirt red tank top because we thought it through he yeah. had the short trunks he had to wear green swimming trunks in the street <laughs> but we never we used to dress up like this me and him and I was slightly taller than him so it was perfect <laughs> but we never really came up with any games to play so we just <laughs> sort of hung around with the other kids but dressed <laughs> as Batman and Robin <laughs> it was like more Batman and Robin leisure time <laughs> yeah. If you can imagine an episode when Batman and Robin had fallen on hard times and were unemployed <laughs> and just hung around. Sat around with, drinking orange squash. Yeah. yeah, so we didn't, we didn't, you know, pretend we were fighting villains. We just sat and talked. Just hung about around. Stuff, yeah, hung around with the other kids who were perfectly yeah. well-dressed. That was well, pro- well-dressed. That's the problem, is that when I was a kid, I used to read the famous five books, and they always had mysteries to solve and everything. Yeah. There was never anything to, mysteries to solve when I was a kid. Never one mystery. Oh, we had loads. Where's really? my dad out tonight? <laughs> that was a good game. We yeah. loved that. Who's he with tonight? Mine was who will my dad <laughs> hit tonight? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. No, not, I don't mean our family. I mean mm. outside. As so what, did you blindfold your dad and then sort of spin him round? <laughs> yeah, in the pot. And then release him. <laughs> and then say, just go for it. He, he could take two or three down before they'd, uh, <laughs> before they'd got out of there. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had some texts in. You know, we were talking about childhood games. Yeah. And we've had one in that I really like from someone called Cat, saying, my brother and I used to play a game we invented called Pants Jousting. Oh. Oh, dear. This involved <laughs> each you, of have us... Have you read this through before? <laughs> yeah, no, I have. It's fine. <laughs> OK. This involved each of us holding a long bamboo pole, one of us balancing a pair of my brother's clean Y-fronts on the end. <laughs> right. We then ran towards each other from opposite ends of the garden and tried to capture the pants from the other pole. <laughs> <laughs> the potential for losing an eye was quite high, but it kept us amused. Oh, I love the sound There's of a, pants. That's health and safety implications. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that I, that sounds quite dangerous. I've never heard of that one before. <laughs> well, the chocolate game is very popular. Everyone knows the chocolate game. Yeah, it turns out we laughed at... 
I think yeah. we... Uh, didn't we also laugh at Christopher Columbus when we he did. said the world was round? But we laughed at Gareth <laughs> yeah. when we thought he invented the chocolate game. Yeah. Turns out many of our listeners are chocolate game mm. enthusiasts. Yeah. I feel vindicated. <laughs> can, can you just cut that bit out and use that as the trailer? <laughs> let people make of it what they will. <laughs> we, we played the chocolate game and you had to wear oven gloves to make it really difficult. Maybe oh. that was just my mum being but evil. From but Susie you said you wore gloves, didn't you? Yeah, you Sorry, used, who was that from? That's from Susie in Portsmouth. Okay. Yeah, but, like, it depends, you know, you could have different sorts of gloves. I'm so imagining... When, gloves. I, when I think of the oven, I'm, I'm seeing her in the two crocodiles. You know the, mm. you know yeah, the crocodiles? Yeah, I know those crocodiles. The crocodile oven yeah. gloves with, the, with the, the teeth. Um, Suki says, Gareth, we still play the chocolate game. Did you play Wacko too? I don't know what wacko oh, is. Oh, I don't like the sound of wacko. It sounds very brick and stick. I, I used to play a game <laughs> where you had to... You had to bend over with your head against a, a, a one kid would stand against the wall as padding and then you'd stand bend over with your head in his lower abdomen right Are you sure this was a childhood game honestly and then, like pants Justin. And, <laughs> and then and then another kid would run and jump on his back the bending kid jump on his back and he had to shout whack horses whack horses one two three orny 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 <laughs> and, and what's then, orny 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 I don't know I don't know it must have I'm been. orny 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 <laughs> just hearing about it um, and then another kid would jump and it'd be how many kids you can have on, on, your, on your back and again quite a dangerous game but uh, so that was called whack horses so maybe okay. wacko was, well, was a version of that Suki if that is not what you did then explain what wacko was because people should explain what the games mean. It's not enough because, just names. I, you know, because now in this day when adults sort of go and buy sweets they used to mm. eat in the 80s, it mm. might be that we could, there'll be adults tonight playing the chocolate game. Mm. We could combine all our things. You could play the chocolate game in a brothel, but with a live frog instead of a chocolate bar. <laughs> and then all our child experiences will be melted into one fabulous lump. What say you that? No, I'm a, a live too. frog would be better than you see. We didn't have actual male dolls, so we had to just improvise. So one was a costume doll. It was um, Nelson was one of the, Surely the, that's the a male doll. <laughs> yeah, what no, is this for clients? In yeah, the... clients, the Johns. Oh, right. Goodness, there was a big lion. Was one of the Johns, and he didn't really work. He was too big <laughs> and cuddly. It's all gone very nineteenth <laughs> century, ain't it? He was so a lion used to come. There in. was a lion. There was Nelson. And the other was a wooden policeman doll, but he didn't have arms because he was just wooden. So and what is, was he undercover there? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, oh, that's a good yeah. idea. It could yeah. have been. I think the Fonz maybe visited once. He was a John once. Right. But that was it. But Those you were... had a Nelson doll. No, yeah, we had a Nelson doll. Okay. We had yeah. So he he was popular. He was popular with the girls. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Insert your own Nelson's column joke here. <laughs> yes. <gasps> Um, oh. Well, I, I, what can I say? <laughs> I was—I have to say, I can't—I don't feel any. But I was moving down amputee set. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, um, for goodness' sake! Thanks. Absolute radio. Now, Emily, you went to um, probably the wedding of the year. I think it's fair to say. I might have. Yeah, <gasps> come on. I might have. You were at the wedding of the year. Spill no. the beans. Not the wedding. Yes. Not, not that wedding. Well, no one, no one worried we're not talking about the same wedding. <laughs> which wedding are oh, you talking wedding? about? I'm talking about David Walliams married yes. uh, Laura Stone. Laura Stone. Laura Stone, you married. And, I, uh, yeah, yeah and I, you were there. I, I did attend, yes. I was very lucky to be invited. And it was a wow. showbiz bash and a It half. really was, yeah. No, it was. It was the most amazing wedding I think I've ever been to in terms of there was, like, there was synchronised swimmers. Can you believe that? Wow. And Where? 
Upstairs. Well, there was like stairs. <laughs> what was it? A rising on, dam on the rooftop pool. Oh, well, of course. Of course. Right. But the Male worst or thing. Female. Um, female. Okay. Um, the worst thing I had was that I'd worn. I had a beautiful dress, an Alberta Ferretti dress that I wore to the Sony Awards. Remember that nice dress? You didn't wear the same dress twice. Well, yeah, because you know, broken Britain. What can I do? I couldn't get another. <laughs> so um, I thought no one will cross over. I'll be fine. No one's going to know. No one's going to mm. know. Mm. First person I see when I walk in, Winkleman, Claudia Winkleman, who oh, was at the Sony was Awards. At the Sony's, of course. <gasps> I thought she, Winkleman's got to die. I can't bear this. I thought you was, there was a man there selling seafood out of a basket <laughs> when you said that. And he said, Go blimey, don't you wear that frock at the Saudis, love? <laughs> that would have been an embarrassing... It's the sort of thing I imagine David Williams would get, ironically. I imagine much of the festival, the, uh, the ceremony was ironic. You've turned it into a festival now. Yes, yeah, it was a sort of a celebrity It wasn't an festival. actual festival. Wasn't it? Um, yes, no, it was, and there was fu- there was really nice. Like they did, I thought this is very funny. The music they danced to is Beauty and the Beast, which I thought mm. was very. I like that a lot. Yeah, but that, um, I'd always thought he'd make a great Dracula, Dave Williams. Don't you think? Yeah. I don't. What? Do yes, because he's very smart, dashing, but mm. little bit creepy. Yes, Frank. That's I don't mean that in a bad. Say about my friend. I don't mean it in a bad way. Okay. I think I think creepiness can have a certain charm to it. But oh, I yeah, can, everyone wants to be creepy. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're all creepy in our own way. <laughs> we can be creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a very flattering passport booth where you went in and there was a wind machine in there and I've never had such nice photos taken of me. I came out and Rob Bryden looked at the photos and went, oh, if, you, if it makes you look like that, I'm going in there. And he went straight in there. I thought it was a bit rude. I don't think Rob Bryden should have gone in there for the wind machine. <laughs> Frank! <laughs> I mean, that could, have, that could have landed on the cake if there'd been a strong <laughs> gust. <laughs> I kept worrying oh, I'd wow. fall in the pool, though, as I said to Alan Carr. Can you believe it? There's something wrong with this show. I thought I was a celebrity. I'm talking about brick and stick. And Emily's with Alan Carr and some synchronised swimmers having yeah. her hair blown over Rob Brighton. No. I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. But Emily's, Emily's just friends with famous people. They consider it name-dropping when she mentions me because it's her trying to seem like she's got friends who aren't famous. Mm. <sighs> we'll go out on that then, shall we? <laughs> Absolute Radio. Ah, oh, that was uh, The Cure, Love Rats. That was good, actually. Not Love Rats, Love oh, Cats. Oh, sorry. Not Roland Rats. Oh, I've got Rowan and Keating <laughs> on my mind. People suggest, we ask, we ask people to send in um, ponning headlines with the word yeah. Ronan in. Yeah. And we got some that we couldn't read out. We did. One... It was sort of that it rhymed with Ronan and uh, sort of, and it suggested that he he worked in sort of filleting. Yeah, but that was his thing. Ronan the Barbarian. I enjoyed it? Ronan the Barbarian. Yeah, yeah that's that, good. That good. Who said that? We've had some other. Te- um, they're not, not even getting a credit. That person. They no. sat. They worked that out. They didn't even get a credit. Is can it you, life? Can you like look that? it up, please, Gareth? Yes, Thank I'm you. Just... Um, <laughs> we've had a text, and you know, we were talking about ge- um, unusual games that you played as a kid. Mm. So Angus has sent one in saying at Hazelhead Primary in Aberdeen in 1980 very specific it is but I'm glad that people yeah. called Angus live in Aberdeen it seems that all is right with it is, is, is this going to be a beef related <laughs> Angus says we played a game we invented called Groggy Jobby don't panic I've read it it's clean Okay. Um, two of us stood at opposite ends of a plank of wood 
between two tree stumps and tried to push each other off. Ah, this surely is an official Highland game, isn't it? <laughs> well, it then says the loser had groggy jobby chanted at them by the spectators. <laughs> I love the idea they were official spectators. There's so much there is yeah. to do in Aberdeen. <laughs> There's two kids pushing each other off the plank. OK, it's £4.50 a ticket, £4 concessions. Well, thanks for that, Angus. I've never heard a groggy jobby before. Yeah. And, um, Gareth, you had one, didn't you? Yes, it was Ali on the M1 who came up with Ronan the Barbarian. Oh, well done. Um, Thank goodness. Craig said, my cousins had these massive cushions and they used to ram each other's head on with these to see who had could push the other the furthest. You're all right, you right with this? <laughs> <laughs> Are you translating as you go? I'm imagining it's in Sanskrit and you're, you're sort of bosking it. <laughs> One day, one of my cousins <laughs> stepped neatly to the side and watched as the other smashed straight through the thick 80-star plastic glass door, oh. protected, of course, by the big pillow. That's from Craig. That's a fabulous that was... story for absolute 80s weekend. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need, some 80s-themed yarns. Yeah. I say, yarns. And someone else says, did Emily pull at the wedding? That's co- what the country is waiting to hear, Ned in London. Well, as Ronan says, you say it best when you say nothing at all. That's how I'm leaving it. Yeah. Life is a roller coaster. <laughs> just got to ride it. Yeah. No reference to. Um, who caught the bouquet? Um, Laura's friend, I believe. Oh. Mm. Laura's friend. Mm. One of the people you didn't recognise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad they did all that throw the bouquet. Because you imagine, you know, yeah. because it's so showbiz, they wouldn't have any of those lovely traditions. It no. sounds like there was still love in the room. Oh, there was. And there was cupcakes, which I love. You know, because I don't like that's more the fashion now is to have cupcakes at weddings. Well, you know, do you know? I was, uh, I know you were away last week mm. in Mauritius, but I was talking about exactly that. I oh. went to a wedding and there was no, a no cake, just, just little cupcake things. Much nicer. Mm. I don't like a fruit cake. The thing is, there used to be this thing of keeping a layer of the wedding cake for the um, for your first child as for the Christmas. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I don't think they're supposed to eat cake. For <laughs> the first few months. Oh least. well, maybe it was for teething on. <laughs> you just, I think you kept the horseshoe <laughs> as well. Yeah. It's, uh, anyway, so um, Mark Watson will be with us af- after this. Oh. So um, that's good. Do you be go go? There was a ghost in Marky e. Smith's house. That the ghost would be more frightened than he would be. <laughs> anyway, Mark Watson has joined us. Good morning, Mark. Hello. And Hello, Frank. It's very. Can I start by telling you something? Oh yeah. Last Christmas, right? I gave you my... No. Last Christmas, um, I was at my girlfriend's mum's house, uh, which is where I always go for Christmas, and there was me and her and uh, and, and people sitting around, and we watched uh, A Child's Christmases in Wales. Oh, yeah. I didn't know where this story was going to go. Actually. Yeah. I was still thinking about the Wham song until... Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> which you wrote. Yes, not the song, but the... the yeah. I did write the... A Child's Christmases Child's in, Wales. Christmas in Wales. And it was yeah. one of those things where... Well, at Christmas, where you sit all together and watch something, and it's so brilliant that Aww. you don't even get up and have a cup of tea. And we all sat; we didn't say anything at all. We just watched it all, just laughing, but not. Oh. Con- and then at the end, we all just went, "Ah, oh, man, that was so br- so perfect and so brilliant." Oh, that's a very nice. Um, so I'm starting moment. with a thank you. Yeah, basically. I thought there was going to be a sting in the tail. Like, no, um... no sting in the tail <laughs> on that one. I thought that was great. Normally, they, if someone says something, come. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm braced for it. But at least uh, <laughs> just, just have one like compliment like that without some sort of um without some bitter end it's a <laughs> lovely feeling in my life i don't i don't do bitter ends on no. the show so um yeah oh, thanks so frank it was really brilliant uh, is there any chance you might ever do anything similar 
We were talking about doing... Um, the thing is, it was set in the 80s, and it was sort of all quite specific. It just um, so happens, Mark, that it's absolute 80s weekend, so... It again, isn't. It's, it, again, everything falls into place. <laughs> it really does. Well, should we sort of knock something together over this weekend and put it into them? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't say, we were having an 80s weekend on Absolute, and we thought we'd uh, workshop this script together. Well, actually, yeah, we, were, we were talking about doing um, a follow-up, yeah, but I've done Christmas now. Easter's not quite got the same um, resonance, no. is it? We thought about doing a series, but, yeah, because it is set in the past, you'd have to sort of mess up... Can you set a whole thing in the 80s? Because you can, can't you? Isn't, um, isn't yeah, Ashes yeah. to Ashes, wasn't that set in the 80s? Yeah. It's do Ash Wednesday, you could do Ash Wednesday. Could do Ash Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's been underrepresented on sort of uh, TV comedy, Well, if it? you did Ash Wednesday to Ash Wednesdays... <laughs> That'd would be great. It suggests the Ashes to Ashes, you could, you'd be tuning into that. We'd be sort of getting on that bandwagon, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. And then if that went well in turn, we could go for Maundy Thursday or whatever it's called. <laughs> <wasn't. laughs> There's a whole load of sort of minor Easter festivals that <laughs> I've hardly even touched on. That'd be yeah. a, a St <laughs> Swithin's Day. A yeah. children's St Swithin's yeah. Day. Now, I've made well. the Main Street breakthrough with, uh, with Christmas, it's time to start being... A yeah, St Swithin's Day, or Pentecost, all these things sort of barely ever covered oh, really. oh there you go uh, that, that's a series surely it is yeah I can just see myself pitching that so one on Pentecost <laughs> one on St Swithin's maybe um, Anzac Day for your uh, New Zealand Anzac special to, to make sure that it'll play abroad yeah <laughs> this is a winner I think yes a child, a child St Swithin's Day <laughs> so Ma yeah. Mark you're on tour at the moment yes um, it's, it hasn't sort of properly started yet but when it does get going it'll go on for sort of most of the rest of my life it's, oh, it's right. enormous yeah it's what bob dylan calls the never ending tour I said that, actually he doesn't call it but everyone else calls it that because bob dylan yeah. is basically always on tour yeah he's i thought he'd invented that himself and never no apparently he doesn't like it being called that oh really yeah he can be tetchy he can <laughs> he's known for being a little bit picky sometimes <laughs> he is yeah oh it'd be a mistake if i interviewed him that would probably be one of the first things i said and then that'd be game over probably oh, he'd yeah. skulk out muttering under his breath yeah, I'm doing yeah, a sort of um. Words in you, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, well, maybe. Uh, nowadays, <laughs> yeah, it'd be that. Yeah. When he starts doing that, you know, it's either over or he's just doing a song. Yeah. Be, or he's or he's dying. Or he's dying. <laughs> yeah, when Dylan does die, we'll have to hope he doesn't do it in such a lyrical sort of way, or no one will know. Um, I, <laughs> I, um, if he doesn't want that, then I'll have the never-ending tour thing. Okay. Because, so, um, so when does when does it commence for me? Well, it it I'm doing. It really starts with the Edinburgh Festival in August, although before that I'm doing sort of warm-up shows and stuff. And then after Edinburgh, it goes through to October, through to Christmas, a bit in January, mm. finishes in February in Middlesbrough. So the end of all this... I'm glad you know where it. It sounds like you've had the no sleep till Middlesbrough T-shirts already made. Yeah, why, why wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be. Um, it's probably the most anyone's ever looked forward to going to Middlesbrough. In a sense, it's going to be a very, very big occasion. So, what's it called, Mark? In this day when comedy tours always have names. Oh, it's called um, "Do I Know You?" Because um, quite often, because one of the things that people say to me quite often, because I'm sort of. Um, I've been on TV just enough for people to sort of recognise me, but not enough for them to really know I am. So I have an awful lot of conversations where people say, do I know you from somewhere? And, <laughs> I have um, those too, but it's normally men for different reasons. <laughs> there we are, yeah. <laughs> it's the sort of situation that can <laughs> arise for various reasons yeah, in your life. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's either sort of um, mock the week or a chequered past that gets you into these sort of conversations. <laughs> yeah, and also um, I have it with my 85-year-old gran. <laughs> yeah, mock the week, chequered past, or just senility. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, it's when your loved one starts saying, do I know you, it becomes sort of darker yeah um, yeah especially when they say yeah but do i really yeah know? But come on <laughs> everyone says that my grand it's on, um so it's sort of so um the idea is to use that as a sort of title and then talk a little bit about um the idea of being well known and what what it means to be important and stuff like that but it'll basically just be loads of jokes as usual oh, i should hope so 
Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Echo Beach, Martha and the Muffins. I liked that advert before that featured um, Three Lions. You liked it because you got royalties off it. <laughs> seven pence. Every, every time that's played, I get seven pence. Let's hear it again, shall we? <laughs> Mark Watson is with us. Mark, who is on tour, but he's been a bit cagey about when it is. I think we've got mm. we've established that. Yeah, I think the first one is October the 7th in Leicester, or October the 8th, or just go to De Montfort Hall now in Leicester and I'll be there as long as I... I'll see you in October. As soon as I can get away with it. Well, the queue, yeah. the queue in will take that. If you want to get a ticket, get there. Oh, I think it's probably too late for a lot of these venues, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, That's the spirit! If you've not snapped up your ticket for the winding wheel in Chesterfield by now, <laughs> it's, it's probably... They'll certainly be down to the last six, seven hundred. That sounds a bit like the Wicker Man. The it's winding the, it's by far the most sort of unnervingly named theatre that I'm going on the tour. Yeah. Most of them are just, you know, the new theatre, the rep, and then suddenly the winding wheel, Chesterfield. You have an image you might be performing on, like, like St Catherine. Yeah, it sounds like a winding wheel. Exactly, yeah. Which is how I normally ask to be. To, it's just uh, <laughs> they can't always stretch to that sort of a set. Well, the trouble is, I find they're all right with the wheel. They can't get the moving microphone. That's so the thing. Yeah, you're only getting one word in ten as you as you go past. The, the sound mic. guys get really irritated. <laughs> <laughs> Have you but got a spin round, mate? But don't they anyway? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> this is why St Catherine didn't last. Uh, <laughs> it's just too much of a novelty act. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Actually, the sound guys tend to get annoyed if you just ask for. A microphone, <laughs> a quiet audience, yeah. So, uh, you, um, you're on a self-improvement course, is that still happening? Yeah, but it's not a proper self-improvement course, I'm just doing it myself. I, I, when I got to 30, which was recently, I thought, right, it's time I sort of, um, by the time I'm 40, I'd like to sort of not be such an awful person. So I've just set myself a few tasks. I'm a big fan of that, you see, because I've always, uh, a friend of mine said to me many years ago, you should always be having lessons in something, and, and ever yeah. since then I've really tried to stick to that. Are you doing I, that at the moment? I think self-improvement. I'm, I'm ukulele at the moment. Are you? But always, I, I, I mean... You've so done all many. sorts, Frank. Tango, drawing. I think it's, yeah, I've been having drum lessons. Ice skating? Drum, drum yeah. lessons, ice skating. I think it's nice to sort of try and... Um, well, yeah, it's nice to try and improve yourself, isn't it? But I'm suspicious of books and things which um, reckon they can uh, just do it in one go like that. Also, yeah. Mark, it's nice to have a skill, isn't it? Because I got yeah, to about I 30 it is, yeah. and I realised... <laughs> <laughs> but it's true because I realised the only thing I could do was smoke. I got to 30 and it's the only thing I'd mastered the art of. Really? Yeah. You you, there's nothing else. That no. You... And it's not even fashionable. It's, 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 it's kind of like being a Thatcher or something. You know? it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's, that's it's, right. It's a dying art now, smoking. <laughs> I got yeah. very good at fox hunting. Right, oh, no, once minute. again, it's gone. Oh, and that was that is frustrating, annoying. isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's, we've sort of a generation of people that can get away with not actually being able to yeah. do anything, really. So, so on my blog, I'm doing a blog every day and I'm trying to sort of um, slightly improve until by the time I'm 40, the idea is I'll, um, I'll be sort of by far the best person around. So what, what, what else is in the frame? Well, yeah, op- the main thing is trying to be more optimistic. I couldn't be quite a sort of... Pes- I'm very, very pessimistic and I think mm. it makes me quite bad to um, live with. And also it's quite tiring being a pessimist because... Uh, you're always sort of bracing yourself for the worst thing. So I'm trying to sort of... Um, I think anyone you know, who thinks that they're a pessimist is being optimistic. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> it, could, it could be just by saying that. It's a sort of <laughs> massive double bluff. Yeah. Um, trying to... Uh, I'll drink less. I'm hoping to drink a bit less by the time I'm 40. Alcohol. Because, yeah, I'm, st- I'm going to be all right with fluids, generally. <laughs> okay. yeah. You're I'm not generally trying to dehydrate. <laughs> I'm not taking milk out of the equation. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I assume when people say they're cutting down on drink, they mean alcohol. They're, they're not just trying to sort of um, yeah, I like that not idea. replenish fluids well yeah, enough. Yeah, I'm trying to just dry out. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a more flaky yeah. feel. It just <laughs> takes up too much time drinking all the time. Because <laughs> um, I'm on tour the whole time, it's very easy to sort of just um, uh, get really drunk all the time. And mm. again, at the moment I can get away with it, but I feel that ten years down the line, if I carry on at the certain... I could be one of those comedians that um, 
I'm mostly in it for drinking with just a bit of comedy in the middle of it. Yeah. So I'd like to avoid that. I've just had a baby as well, so I, I, there's a slightly more urgency on these things than there would have been, because I'd like to sort of, um, when he's 10, I'd like to be sort of a fairly good person. And then there's other things, like trying not to compare myself with other people, trying to sort of, I just <laughs> cut out this sort of um, negative mental habits which have marred my 20s, basically. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I should be... Um checking out how that goes actually. yeah well i yeah i think it's the sort of thing where um i, I think by doing it in, as a blog and doing it publicly i feel like i i look like more of an idiot if i don't the thing with resolutions you've got to try and tell people you're doing it i think yeah. so they put pressure on you yeah you say that i watched a program last night about uh, a bloke who was trying to live without money really yeah and he'd done it for i think it was a year to i'm live having a go money. at that so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just try being a comedian yeah <laughs> Well, you say that. And, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> a comedian that hasn't written three lines. And, yeah. and in October... Um, he didn't earn that much. No. No, no. I'll, I'll tell Still you got when, work. I'll tell you when this record's on. Right, OK. It's about... about a total of about 80 grand. <laughs> oh, sorry. Absolute Radio. Mark Watson is in the studio. Mm. And, and, Mark, you have a gig tomorrow night in London. Yeah, until the tour, I'm not doing any gigs in london pretty much apart from tomorrow night i'm doing this gig uh, t- uh, sort of in support of my brother who is called paul in fact and um uh he's t- basically it's a long story but he, my brother is the world's youngest international football coach um <laughs> i know which is a sort of good dinner party line it is isn't it <laughs> how yeah. old is he your brother my brother's 25 and wow. he um oh lovely basically he uh he, we've always both dreamed of being uh, international football well uh, footballers or football coaches but uh, it becomes increasing that we've missed the plane again for the for the World Cup squad, and uh, you start feeling it's not going to happen really. So basically, Paul found the world's worst team uh, or the lowest ranked team in the FIFA rankings, which is in Micronesia, and asked if he could coach them. Micronesia, uh, th- yeah, which is it sounds like a sort of a, like a made up place. It um, does, doesn't it? It's, it's sort of thing that um, what's that Tom Courtney film? Billy, Billy Liar. Billy Liar. Yeah. It sounds, he had, he had yeah. A, 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 a mythical country it sounds to the boss of. Yeah. yeah, it definitely sounds like it's Where not, is um, Micronesia? Well, it's sort of in really anywhere, but the closest you can say <laughs> is if you're sort of... It's in the Pacific. Like, okay. um, if you were in Australia and then you you got really lost, you might end up there. Or Papua New Guinea. It's sort of one of those okay. sort of so it's a tiny island. Tiny set of go, islands, series of islands. Yeah. Go to Nisia um, and look very closely. And okay. you're just, just there. Exactly. It's Good t- tip. T- tiny version. And, um... Now he's he's raised a sort of team there. How did he get um, that job? He basically found someone over here that um, that is from Micronesia, and by a series by a lot of blags, it's a bit of a Billy Liar situation. Basically, he um, he got in touch with what was the football association there, but they've more or less given up because they haven't got a proper pitch, <laughs> and everyone there is really so, a beast as well. Was he a coach here? Did he have a football background? <laughs> well, sort of, but he had no f- qualifications. He's just basically like a five-a-side footballer, uh, <laughs> and um, and now he's an international. Now coach. he's an international football coach, <laughs> and he's officially recognised, and he's now organised this friendly uh, with the team in Guam. But um, none of them have ever left. None of his team has ever left the island before. They're all sort of fishermen and stuff like that. So I'm doing this gig tomorrow to raise money for him to take this team to their first ever away international friendly. He scrounged kit off teams like off league. He wrote to all the teams in the league, so they're wearing like Yeovil Town shirts and stuff <laughs> like, like that now. Oh, fantastic! Um, Miss Guam, effort, yeah. I remember there was a former Miss Guam who tried doing stand up. She did an open yeah, that's, spot. Yeah, I think I've read about that. At, yeah, um, at the comedy store and I remember at the end she lifted up her dress and on a, on the back of her pants it said good night or something like that I think <laughs> she thought it was like going to be the big you know the big finale ending but it did people no just... it didn't work for me when I tried that either <laughs> no, you've got to have a bit more than good night written on your pants these days <laughs> I find that so true <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he's playing this game so I'm doing this gig at the Leicester Square Theatre tomorrow which is 
called Mark Watson's Football Shambles because it'll be a little bit about football and basically a lot of just messing about. And it's raising money. It's raising the, money the and also awareness for the Micronesian because a lot of the kids there have got nothing to do and a lot of the and pretty much everyone there is obese as well. So it's a very unlikely. So it's a sort of <laughs> community venture stroke footballing vanity project. Yeah, it's not it sounds so like the future of the United Kingdom. I think it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's like in fact, yeah, it's too wet there. The pitches are in the poor condition, and there's a lot of overweight. And so it is a little bit like being in the UK. Basically, we're not going to raise much money, but just enough to to sort of um, get these people to a friendly in Guam, which they'll surely lose. But uh, it's it's all about the. He'll then have actually he'll then have managed the team in a sort of proper. International friendly. Well, that's which that's, is impressive. It is the best cause ever. And, yeah, I think so. Uh, it's better I, than ill people and all that. Yeah, I mean, God, <laughs> you know, because at the end of the day, it's uh, you know you're flogging a dead horse with a lot of them. Well, we're all going to die eventually, but not everyone is going to play Guam. No, is the way that, I, look I at think it. that that should be yeah, uh, should be just in a, in a the tag with their motto exactly. So, look, Mark, it's been great having you in. Uh, your tour starts in October. Yeah, and everyone can go and see you all over the place. They I know you've got can. a novel coming out soon as well. Just quickly, what's that called? Oh, it's called Eleven, and it's about a radio presenter, in fact. Yeah, oh. I'm about to give it to you. I'm going to give you a copy of it. Fantastic. Well, I look very much... I will... S- slightly creepy. The way I said that was quite creepy, actually. I, but might, I, I, think, might, yeah. I might do a kind of a book club ne- next week and tell oh. you. Tell That'd be absolutely... But, but obviously, yeah. if I don't like it, I'll just... I'll just won't just quietly yeah. cross over it, yeah. When's that out? Uh, August. Okay. And, and please write another one of those type Christmassy type kid things, because the last one was absolutely brilliant. Now you've asked for it, I'm going to get you to say that and... I'll, I'll use that as uh, as ammunition. Yeah, you're very welcome to that. Okay, thank you, Mark. Cheers. Absolute radio. I can't stand up for falling down. Elvis Costello. God, I used to be such a fan of Elvis Costello. What are you say so used to past tense? Yeah, well, I like the early stuff and not not so much the late stuff. Oh, but well, I, I like the late stuff. I did it. You say potato. I say potato. You say <laughs> potato. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've been doing some research. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think my favourite Holbein is the portrait of William Wareham, the Archbishop of Canterbury. Oh, is that a text? Controversial. This is just me. Oh, you've looked that up. Oh, I so wanted that to be a text. That would have been the best text we've ever had. Bill Wareham. Well, there's still time. It's nice though. Um, Remember, we were talking about childhood games. Mm -hmm. We had a text in from Peter and Judith, which is about Daisy who works on our show is the assistant producer. She's in the corner texting some gentleman friend there. Yeah. It says, um, Hi, Frank, Emily and Gareth. Daisy and her sister Rebecca's great game when they were little was to spend ages in the bath inventing witches' potions (laughs) with lots of soap, bubble baths and creams (laughs) and making spells to magic things for people they knew. Peter and Judith. Thanks, Peter and Judith. Fancy. Is that true, Daisy? I can't can't remember. Oh, oh she's ashamed. Wrong child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Was there any matey? <coughs> Sorry, I'm choking. Oh, I loved matey. Do you remember Ma- matey mm. used to clean the bath as well? That was the advert. You yeah. can have a oh, bath really? in, in this like matey was like child's bubble bath, and then you didn't have the ring around the bath because it, it, how did it do that? And why don't all things do that? Because the one thing that really technology should have dealt with is the mm. ring around the bath. Mm. Somebody. Because well, I find no matter how hard I work at the ring around the bath, yeah. eventually you can still get the shadow. <laughs> ring around the bath, that was the nursery rhyme. We used to, we used to play ring around the bath. My mum just makes a shower with Jif. Oh, problem. that's the best way. Or just get Sunny the butler. That's how I deal with it. Much but, better. Yeah, I'm... OK. Anyway, it's... it's abs- <laughs> <laughs> Remember, it's absolute matey weekend. Oh, no. 
absolute when the absolute giving away loads of bottles of matey. <laughs> I wish um, they were. New matey's a bundle of fun, but I don't remember that. And it cleans the bath as well. It used to say at the end. And there was a lady matey. Do you remember her? She had a pink. <coughs> she was in pink. There was no. Such they didn't thing. have that in don't Birmingham. Be, don't be ridiculous, <laughs> lady matey. That's some sort of shaver. <laughs> Gareth was talking about his computer. Hold on, we must hold that, but I like that. I like the teaser element. That's the morning! If it still exists, then it's not just doesn't have to be for kids. So you're telling me if I use matey in the bath, I'd never have to clean the bath again? Well, you might want to experiment. I think I will. Damon has said um, she was called Mrs Matey. So she did exist. Oh. She was, they were married. Thank you very much. Why would a girl need a different bubble bath? Because we don't want to get mixed that's, up in uh, your that's, dark that's blue ones. That's Ben Jones's phone. In. I, <laughs> I think why not start Ben Jones's phone? In? Why should why should he get to pick what his phone? Yeah, is? that's yeah, a good so idea. Do, so text on eight twelve fifteen to Ben who's coming up yeah. after the news. Why did you need two mateys <laughs> for, for boys and for girls? And also, what bubble bath do you use? Yeah. No, don't bro- don't in. expand his phone in. Oh, Just right. stick to mate. He'll, he'll, he'll run with it. He'll pick it up and run with it. You know okay. what it's like. So you're off out tonight. Oh, I know. Well, I was. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm. I'm sort of looking forward to it because um, a friend of mine is involved with the band, so that's why I'm going. But it's the Chemical Brothers. Right. But I'm really worried about one aspect, which is. I used to like that. Um, Galvanize. Chemical Alley. The uh, oh. <laughs> he was. Uh, is he still with them? I think he was executed. <laughs> yeah. So one, one bad record nowadays, and you're out. It's the absolute eighties weekend. We can't talk about executions. Okay. Um, so listen, what I'm worried about is the um, aspect of standing. That's what I'm not keen on. Where's it at? It's at the Roundhouse, but oh, apparently yeah. it is standing. So yeah. what? What should? What do you do? What do you do? Like when I went, you know, when we went to the fall together, I didn't tell you this, but I felt like crying, not because of Marky Smith going, right. but because <laughs> I had to stand and I was in agony. I had three different pairs of shoes in my bag to change. Of course. But even when I changed I them. think most people at four <laughs> gigs take at least three <laughs> pairs of shoes. How can you people do it? Often one special built-up one from the doctor. <laughs> How can you people do it? How can you stand? I, could, I can't enjoy myself when I'm standing. Oh, no, yeah, I, like, I jump about a lot at four gigs, so I, I kind of need to do that. I once went to see... I remember when punk was just starting to take off, that the Birmingham Odeon thought, oh, this, this is good. So they put like, a, like this package of about four or five bands. I think Pauline Black's Penetration was one of the bands. So it was a punk, proper punk night, but mm. I'd only ever seen punk in, in little dirty clubs. And suddenly it's in this like big cinema... And uh, it, we sat down, you know, it was all, it, there was no standing. It was so weird. I remember in the interval, I had an ice cream. It's <laughs> <laughs> a punk gig. It just can't be right, can it? Simply can't be Frank, right. Frank, can I just say we've had about 30 texts coming in about matey for Ben Jones. So they're all waiting for you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I think well, we've given him a, a, a massive ramp into the show today. So Ben will be there after the news and keep those uh, matey and bottle bath <laughs> texts coming in. Um, you can listen to us on uh, uh, Wednesday, if you like, on uh, Not The Weekend podcast, which is a completely separate um, podcast that we do, um, which is just us three sitting in a room like condemned men talking <laughs> about what has happened in their life. I'm the sort of Terry Waite figure, I think. Yeah, I think you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you want to be careful with that... Um, 
radiator's not switched on one of these days. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, anyway, it's been uh, it's been lovely talking to you all. Ben Jones is next. New mate is a man of the Good day to you. Bye. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.